Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's James Farley. So, hello, good morning. Um, it's great to be with you today as we look at uh, 1 Peter 1, um, verse by verse, and we're going to look at verse 8 and 9 um, today. So, this is what it says. Though you have not seen him, and that's seen um, Jesus, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And I want do you notice um, that twice, just in verse 8, in the first bit, is that phrase, you have not seen him. It comes up twice. So, um, though you have not seen him, you love him. And then, even though you do not, do not see him now, you believe in him. And um, Peter's run to quite a wide array of of Christians, um, and we can see at the, at the start of the letter, um, he is writing to Christians all over the, the world in, um, in that time. And he is writing um, to Christians who are facing a wide uh, array of different circumstances, um, but particularly the main circumstance these Christians are facing is, is suffering. They're going through a lot of trials. And, and clearly some were struggling, some were finding it all a bit much. And I think we're probably wondering, is it all worth it? Is it really worth suffering grief and all kinds of trials for a person we haven't even seen? Now, of course, there would have been some people at that time who would have uh, seen Jesus face to face. Of course, Peter being that person who wrote the letter and, um, and, and some others, I'm sure, as well. But for the vast majority of those here in the letter, even at the time, and of course, all of us today, we have not seen Jesus physically uh, with our own eyes, as it were. We have or as we just prayed about, um, with the eyes of our hearts, but not um, in the flesh, face to face like that. Um, and it's easy, I think, for, for us to, to fall into the mindset of thinking, well, it was, wasn't it easier for Peter and the others who saw Jesus for themselves, face to face? Wouldn't it have been easier if we lived in first century Palestine and seen Jesus um, like, like they did? Wouldn't that make following Jesus so much more straightforward? I wonder if you ever had those kind of thoughts or, um, yeah, kind of, kind of thought in, in those kind of ways. I think in some ways it's only natural to think along those lines. When we read the Gospels, um, it's good to imagine what, 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 it, what would it have been like um, when Jesus preached to the crowds, when he healed the sick, when he walked on water. It's good to sort of get into that mindset and think about what it would have actually been like. But in some ways, I think what Peter is showing here is that we might actually have it even better now. Because what Peter is describing here is a love for Jesus, a belief in Jesus. It's being filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. That doesn't sound to me like second-rate Christianity, as if they had it better um, in every way than us. This sounds like the best possible life, inexpressible and glorious joy. Well, how is that possible? We haven't seen Jesus for ourselves. Well, we see it in, um, here in this letter. Paul, uh, Peter says, it's because we are receiving the end result of our faith. A salvation of our souls. And of course, the big difference between the way that we encounter Jesus now and the way that people encountered him then. And it's not just the being able to physically see what Jesus looked like, what kind of sandals he wore, 
and all of that. The main difference is that now we see Jesus. We see him in light of the fact that we have been saved. This side of the cross, we can be sure of our salvation. As it says in verse 9, we are receiving the goal of our faith, the, the salvation of our souls. We can, this side of the cross, read the Gospels and encounter Jesus in a fresh way. In fact, in speaking on this passage, um, John Piper, as a pastor in, in America, he goes as far as making a bold claim that the gosp- reading the Gospels are actually better than being there. And there's kind of, I'm going to um, quote a bit of what he says as to why that is the case, um, which kind of links to what Peter is saying here. So um, Piper says, well, in the Gospels, you are welcomed, when you read the Gospels, welcomed into the inner circle with the apostles, where you never could have gone if, if we had been there. You can see everything. We can go to Gethsemane, where you couldn't have gone. You can go with him to the trial, um, where he wouldn't have been allowed in the trial. You can go all the way to the crucifixion. You go in and out of the tomb with him, with every meeting that Jesus would have had after the resurrection. You get the whole thing, the whole big sermons, not just little snippets you would have heard just in the back of a crowd. Um, you see him in every situation. We see him free from anxiety. He has no place to lay his head. He has courage in the face of opposition. We see the way he relates to all different types of people, the, the disciples, um, and particularly his patience um, um, with Peter and with, with other disciples, with his tears over Jerusalem, his blessing on all those who cursed him, um, his love for the glory of God, his simplicity, his devotion to his father, and his power to still storms, to heal sicknesses, and to drive out demons. At the time, they would only just see these snippets, these little bits here and there, but we can see the whole picture. In some ways, they didn't have a clue compared to what we have now. Well, now that we can see the whole thing, now that we can know that we are receiving the end result of our faith, the salvation of our souls. The gospel is, in some ways, reading them is better than being there. If, by the Holy Spirit, we see Jesus for who he really is, as we allow God to speak to us. And just like then, so too now, we need the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So let us pray now um, that we too would see Jesus for who he is and that we would be filled with that inexpressible and glorious joy. So let's, let's pray now. Father God, we thank you that you have revealed yourself in Christ Jesus. We pray now that you would fill us uh, with your Holy Spirit, that you would fill us with that inexpressible and glorious joy. We thank you that we are receiving the end result of our faith, the salvation of our souls. And thank you for that. We pray that we may um, rest in that this day. In Jesus' name, amen. We started by reading together Ephesians 1, um, 17 to 19 as our prayer to God, where Paul prays for the Ephesians that he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe and uh, that led into our time looking at one peter and even though we don't see jesus now uh, face to face 
um, that we can still be filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy in Christ. We prayed briefly off the back of that. And then we prayed for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are being persecuted for their faith, and particularly for a story that came out um, the other day on the 3rd of November in Nigeria that one Christian has been killed and 100 Christians kidnapped by bandits. And we prayed for God to release these Christians for breakthrough in a situation and that like the Christians that Peter was writing to, that they would still greatly rejoice in their salvation, though now for a little while they have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials.